2: The Vox Media
0: Podcast Network
2: well hello there everybody and welcome to a brand new and oh so live edition uh, on to the next one on the sunday February 13th, 2022, and for those who watch the wonderful game of American football, yes, it is Super Bowl Sunday. The big game goes down later on today between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, as a unit here at MMA Fighting, we are rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals for our good pal and colleague, Damon Martin, but we are here to do some matchmaking for some of the notable names coming out of UFC 271 last night in Houston, Texas, and we appreciate all of you wonderful people joining us this morning. So I'm sure a lot of you are sleep-deprived after a memorable evening in Houston. I am Mike Hack, and as you can see, joining me, as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, in the prince of positivity, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Good morning, AK. How
1: are you, sir? Good morning, Mr. Michael, my best friend. Uh, I'm, McMahon. I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. I thought that Saturday's show was fantastic. Uh, like you said, we're pumped up, Super Bowl Sunday uh we're very pumped up for our boy Damon Martin go Bengals! hashtag eternal flame why did this eternal flame does no one care does no one make this bangles Bengals connection am I the only one making this joke I should check on Twitter someone has to be else has to be doing this but uh yes hopefully apologies for all, for all our uh, West Coast Rams fans out there but uh we had up fighting most of us rooting for the uh Bengals which would just be absolutely freaking insane and also a very good time for uh David Martin but uh we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl entirely are we Mike because we got a hell of a show Yes, we have a lot to get to. There are so many
2: submissions. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch more in the comments section. So if you have matchmaking ideas, leave them in here. We'll try to get to as many as we can. I have a feeling this is going to be a, just a, a crazy show because there's just a lot going on. So let's get right into this thing and let's talk about A.K. Israel Adesanya's successful title defense over Robert Whitaker. Close fight, right? Much more competitive this time around. Whitaker fought well. Just not enough out of him to sway any of the judges in his favor. Although... I certainly thought, and I predicted this from Jump Street, we were going to take a trip to Split Decision City. We're going to see something weird and crazy, considering they were in Texas. And we did see some very weird scorecards throughout the night. Good win for Izzy. A lot of people may not have been super high on the performance. I was because it's just so difficult to defend these titles over and over again against these fighters who are going to bring their absolute best to them But Adasani gets title defense number four. He says it's number five because of the interim title thing. I don't think that argument would ever hold up in court. But this seems easy, right, AK? Jared Cannonier viciously knocks out Derek Brunson earlier in the night. We're knocking two names off of the board
1: right away, are we not? Yeah, that's an easy one. It's it's, it's definitely malpractice if, uh, if they do anything but that. Uh, Jerry Kaneer has been a good company guy, other than uh, uh shouting out on live television, uh, I, I'm broke as I'm broke as F or whatever he said <laughs> after one of his wins. I'm sure, uh, yeah, he didn't get punished for that. I'm sure the UFC didn't love the optics of that situation, but he's an exciting fighter. He gets knockouts. I don't know, I, I know everyone's saying, oh, whatever, he's just going to be the next, you know, next one to get knocked down by Izzy. But look, this is how champions are made, this is how championship runs uh, are made. And if people want to see him someday, I know a lot of people are talking about it, you know, reach the legacy of an Anderson Silva, uh, come close to that 10 straight title defenses. Again, even if you do the Adesanya math, he's only halfway there. Five more championship wins is a long way to go. I'm skeptical that he makes it, but if he if he is going to make it, he needs fresh challengers. That's exactly what Jared Cannier is. So uh, I, I think Jared Cannonier is a legitimate threat. Uh, of course, I would pick uh, Adesanya. I think he'd probably be, Pretty heavy favorite opening, probably like minus 250, maybe minus 300 by fight night. I, I don't know. I just don't know if there's a lot of faith in Kananir, uh, which is strange because I think he's done a great job and everything you can do to uh, to earn that. So yeah, easy work for us. Easy work for the listeners, I think, for the most part. Pretty sure that's the direction everyone was heading in other than a few uh, odd odd suggestions we'll get to later. But Adesanya versus Jared Kenanier, whenever they're ready to go, UFC, just, just put it together. Yeah, I mean, is this fight going to get everybody fired up? Is this going to be the
2: casual fight fans kind of a uh, middleweight title fight? Probably not. But when you have the type of performance that Cannonier had last night, the promo he cut after the fact, you just don't need to be too cute or creative with this one since it's, it fell in your lap. It's easy peasy. So you just go ahead and book this fight. Adesanya's wanted it for a while. He just signed a new deal. You want to make the man happy? You go ahead and give him this fight. It, Adesanya wants this fight to happen in June that's 4 months away and we've seen Cannon Air maybe a time or two make that kind of turnaround but normally it's like 5 6 months even more before he turns around and gets back in there but a lot of times he's dealing with different injuries and trying to heal up but i don't know if he'll i don't know if he'll t- want to turn around that quick cuz he might only get one shot at this thing does he want to just turn right around in in june i don't really know but june august whenever that fight is likely going to happen barring anything absolutely insane but on the flip side, a little more a little more of a difficult matchmaking decision, AK, because we have Robert Whitaker, who, even though he lost, I still think he's the second-best middleweight on planet Earth. He's kind of in that Colby Covington-esque position where if the champion wasn't in the picture, he'd probably have the belt right now. And I've said it many times before, it's Izzy. A couple of notches down from there is Whitaker, and then, like, several notches down from there. With all due respect, you got the Vittori's, you got the cannoneers, et cetera. So this is more of a selfish pick for Whitaker. I really want to see the fight between him and Marvin Vittori. I think it makes sense right now. This can easily headline a fight night. Yeah, you could do the Brunson rematch. Sure, both guys are coming off of losses. It's seemingly Brunson's final fight, if what he says is actually true. You could do the Strickland fight. I see a lot of comments for that there's a lot of options but I just I really want to see that battle for the number two spot between Whitaker and Vittori. what say you
1: yeah uh, you, I mean and you look you're right about the notches and you're not speaking in hypotheticals uh because Whitaker was the champion when Israel Adesanya wasn't in the picture right before Israel became before Izzy came to the UFC Whitaker was the champion so we know this uh Col- Colby Compton unfortunately did not have that luxury uh him and Usman have been in the UFC pretty much for the same time for the most part and Usman got to the belt first making sure that uh, Covington would never actually get his hands on it despite some re- really strong performances in championship fights uh and 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 we also know Whitaker is like you said uh, Whitaker and uh, Izzy are leagues above because Whitaker fought Ken and Aaron has beaten him so again it's not a hypothetical to say like oh how, well how much better is Whitaker than Ken near? well we know they fought and, and Whitaker won so uh yes the, the clear one one a and one b or even one and two uh, he is pretty uh is he pretty clearly above whitaker uh and, and again I, I i keep telling people like that i don't think that main event was like deserves to be that criticized or, or a Edison's strategy because like we said whitaker is so clearly a stuff above everyone else and that is like one of the maybe the best or like the 90 percent version of robert whitaker that we got and it's still and 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 it's yeah, still controlled the fight so that's how good he is that's how good whitaker is that's how high quality that main event was even if it was light on like thrilling moments and the highlights and things like that so i understand that. i understand why people you know didn't love it um I, I did go with the brunson rematch only because i've been pushing for vittori strickland pretty hard i think i probably mentioned it on more than one show they are friends but i think they put that aside if it was like a, a good main event opportunity a title shot was promised something like that it would be promised to strickland not to vittori um but I don't think it'd be unreasonable to see the fight. So I've been pushing for that hard. I can't go back on it yet. Yeah, I think a Whitaker versus Vittori or a Strickland fight would be pretty fun. But because I've I've kind of I have that still uh, out there uh, in the Otno universe, I will have to go with uh, a Brunson rematch. The the, the the first fight was a while ago. Just kind of see want to see where both guys are. I want to see where Brunson is after taking a loss like this because his confidence was through the roof. Very tough loss to take. I wonder um, how he would look, and, and how motivated he would be to, you know, avenge a previous loss. I think he'd love to get the Whitaker fight back. So the, I, I, I'm, I'm happy going in that direction.
2: Man, Liam, you are just on another level today. What is going on here? Smile. It's Sunday. The, <laughs> the, the day of freedom.
1: Oh. The day of the Lord is, uh, is brought. Well, I, L- L- let's L- relax here. The whole, Liam is, He is correct. The Cummings comparison works. But he is an, an interim champ. That's true. He was Right.
2: I didn't say champ. he never won the title. I said yeah, he, that Whitaker is in a similar... Whitaker was the freaking world champion yes but I'm saying right now they're in similar positions because if Usman wasn't the welterweight champion Covington would probably be the welterweight champion right now much like
1: if Adesanya wasn't the middleweight champion Whitaker would probably be the middleweight champion and and I think saying I think most people would understand we mean undisputed well, as, as undisputed as you can be in combat sports undisputed because I mean I don't think anyone you know back then would say like oh well Carlos Condit was a champ at the same time as GSP I mean no he was the interim champ which is a great a great achievement but we don't we don't go around saying you know praising him for being like an all-time great champ he, he, he held he held a belt same with Dustin Poirier he held a belt there's a reason these guys you know people talk about them quote unquote not winning the big one which is always a kind of a bullcraft thing to say in sports but that is kind of how we measure success, right? The undisputed, you know, the undisputed title. So that's that's what we mean when we say champ. We're not going to clarify interim champ every time. Come on,
2: yeah. A lot of, I mean, just just, just a, a lot of different ideas here, and that's not that's a pretty good position for Rob to be in. It's a pretty good position for the UFC to be in because people still want to see Robert fight, and there's options for him. So let's move ahead to the MVP of the night, and maybe the MVP of our hearts, AK. Tai <laughs> to Ivasa. Never has. The heartbreak of a collective group of MMA fans led to so many smiles because as much as we love Derek Lewis and it really hurt a lot of us and it sucked to see him getting knocked out the way that he got knocked out, if there is anybody to do it, it's tied to Ivasa. And what a showing it was for him. What a performance. What a chin that man has. Overcomes the early storm. Took some bombs from Derek Lewis in that first round and then lands that Helbo to put the Black Beast out huge win for Tai Tuivasa, absolutely massive, who is now a major player in the UFC's heavyweight division. If I said that to you a year ago, I don't think you would have believed me, AK. So now where do we go from the just absolutely surging Tai Tuivasa right now?
1: Uh, I just want to say, there's a comment from NoMas Porfavor saying, I knew Derek was getting destroyed. Guys, that's not called getting destroyed. I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of like, like, oh, Lewis crapped the bed again. I'm like, Lewis was beating Tuivasa's ass I mean, there's no I don't know how you explain uh tuivasa surviving those flurries I mean there's a lot been said about him being like more mature obviously being more focused which I believe which I do think is a key to his recent win streak but there's no explaining you know how you survive those because he was uh TKO'd or KO'd by um Junior Dos Santos before so he's lost he's been finished by strikes it's not like he's like invincible so we've seen him get knocked out I almost I, I don't know how Lewis again couldn't la- quite land that kill shot. I think it's a credit again to tuivasa's toughness. I think his awareness on defense. I think that's a reason why the referee was very smart, you know, and didn't even, I don't think even came close to stepping in. Um, Tuivasa was always intelligently defending himself. He was rocked. He was hurt, but he was, you know, he, but he was uh, always intelligent, intelligently defending himself. Excuse me. So I, again, just an amazing, a really, really amazing outcome for him. Uh, but, but he took a lot of damage in there. So uh, super, super tough. Um, I struggled with this one because there's this cluster at the top with Cyril Gan and Francis Ngannou and Steve Miocic. Of course, John Jones presumably stepping in at some point. So I had to play it safe here and give ivasa the Curtis Blades Chris Dacus winner. That's happening March 26th, so fairly soon. Uh, and then either of those guys presumably becomes the number one contender for <laughs> Chris Dacus would be weird, but I don't know. Maybe if he beats both those guys, he can, he'll deserve it. Um, number one contender for... Uh, the interim, or uh, what could soon be the undisputed title, depending how they handle the uh, the Francis situation. Uh, to answer Tristan's question
2: here, uh, Derek Lewis is two and two in in, in the UFC. He's probably fought in Houston a million times in his come up, but in, in the UFC, he's two and two. He's got a knockout win, uh, Victor Pesta knocked out win over Victor Pe- Victor Pesta. Wow, there's a name. He's, he's got the decision win over Aliyartifi. And then he's lost his. He's gotten finished in his last two to Cyril Gaon and Tai Tuivasa. So, I mean, I, I was telling you about this off air, AK. Mm-hmm. If this, if, if we were living in the Bellator world, we would be getting ready for Tai Tuivasa versus Cyril Gaon. That's Good. what we'd be preparing for. Good. That's what they would do because it would be the meritocratic way, right? AK rules rule yes. meritocracy. All that. I stuff. I have no problem with it. That's what Bellator does. So when people complain about Bellator's matchmaking, and then they complain about the UFC's matchmaking, when they say this guy deserves this and this guy deserves this, this is Bellator matchmaking.
1: This is this is how we got Bader versus Congo too.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but the UFC understands that from a business perspective, that would be a horrendous idea because you have a potential star in your hands. And while, yes, Tai Tuivasa could, could Beat Cyril Gan, because it's a fight. He'd probably have to land a big shot. Chances are, stylistically, that'd be an absolute nightmare. And let's be honest, it probably wouldn't be that fun to watch. It just wouldn't. So I'm going to stay away from that one. Although it would make sense, on paper, I hate the idea of matching Tai Tuivasa versus Cyril Gan. I couldn't dislike that anymore. And I'm kind of with you. Like This is just so tough, because we really have to wait and see what happens with this division before we can actually match make. Because France Ngannou is about to have surgery next month. Who knows what the future looks like? Who knows if he's even going to fight in the UFC again? Although it seems like Dana White and the UFC, they're trying to get something done here. But with Ngannou out, they'll probably go the interim title route. They'll likely go John Jones versus Steve Mietsch just so they can make it happen. But as history tells us, AK, we are dealing with two gentlemen who if the terms are not what they want, they will just walk away from all of it and not care one iota about it. They just will not care. They'll just be like, peace out, I'm done. So we have to wait and see, unfortunately. But Ty kind of wants to take some time off, which is probably a good thing for him right now. So my answer is his next fight will be for the interim heavyweight title. Whether he gets thrown right in there or he gets the winner of a potential John Jones-Stipe fight, he's fighting next because we don't know what's going to happen with Francis. So the interim title will probably be put on the line. We'll have probably an interim title fight. We'll probably see there's a chance we see an interim title defense. Tai Tuivasa will get one of those two fights, because I think you have to do that. you got to ride this tie to Tuivasa train until the wheels fall off. And a loss doesn't really hurt him that bad, as long as it's somewhat fun and somewhat intriguing. And Cyril Gan, great fighter, future world champion, in my opinion. That one just doesn't seem all that entertaining to me right now. Now, for Derek Lewis, you can throw him in a fight night main event against anybody, and people will get excited. They'll watch it. I think they'll probably go with the winner of the UFC London main event between Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall. But you can throw him in there with anybody, and it works. But my official, I will say this, because we're talking Otno points, my official Otno point point pick changes if Greg Hardy beats Sergey Spivak.
1: Because if that happens, you do Derek Lewis versus Greg Hardy one trizillion percent, right? yeah I saw a lot of people throw that one out there uh again I'm assuming and hoping Greg Hardy loses and we just never have to mention this POS again but um yeah I I, I obviously it would be a very easy fight for the UFC to market Derek Lewis has wanted it for a long time um ever since of course ever since Greg Hardy I think debuted with the UFC he's been saying like you know he does I think people are aware of course of Greg Hardy's history Derek Lewis not a fan of it and said so sounds like it would be a pleasure for him to uh, to pummel greg hardy in the cage i know a lot of people want to see that I'm, I'm against it i don't care i don't think greg hardy deserves to even step into the cage with someone uh like Derek lewis with the fighter of Derek lewis's caliber but you can't argue again you can't argue with what would sell it, it would definitely get it, it would be if it happened one of the most 10 for better or for worse probably one of the 10 most talked about fights of the year so again I, I it's not for me it's not for me but i i understand the will of the people so yes. uh I'm, wa- I'm waving my magic wand on this one. I don't think this. it's very unlikely it's going to happen, but I do want to see Lewis fight Stepe Miocic. This has come up on Otno many, many, many times. The timing is just never right. It doesn't feel like Stipe has any interest in wanting to fight Derek Lewis, but it's a fresh matchup. I would love to see that. Uh, I, cause I just think Stipe should have to – I do feel like he should have to maybe earn his way back to a title shot. I know he's, quote-unquote, the greatest heavyweight in uh, in UFC history. I know he's done He's done more than enough to demand only title fights going forward. But uh, I think a fight with Derek Lewis would be really good. And, and you could use have that main event something or five-round co-main event. Not that it would go five rounds, but a five-round co-main event of a pay-per-view. Pay them what they deserve and make that fight happen. I think it'd be cool. So this is a magic wand pick. Not really necessarily what I expect to happen.
0: and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Uh,
2: okay, so we already talked about Jared here. There's so much going on with UFC 271. So let's just jump down to the lightweight division. Huge win for Hinata Moicano in a fight that was really, really easy to break down, but hard to predict because this is going to go one of two ways, right? Alexander Hernandez was just going to go out there and bolt Hinato Moicano in the first round, or Hinato Moicano would weather the storm and probably win the fight if it got to round two. What happened was Moicano had a pretty darn good first round and then just annihilated Hernandez in the second round. And I know to the delight of a lot of MMA fans out there because... Just people just don't like this guy, but he submits Hernandez on pay per view in the second round. So, in a way, Hinata Moicano probably owes Alexander Hernandez a, a little bit of a debt of gratitude because he got to fight on a main card. And if Hernandez didn't say what he said, probably doesn't happen. But great win from Moicano two straight finishes, three and one over his last four, finishing all these wins. He looks great at 155. AK, I'm going to jump the line here because people are going to say this is lazy booking. I don't care. I'm geeking out over seeing what this fight would look like. I want to see Hinata Moikato versus Bobby Green. That yeah. fight is freaking awesome, and that's the fight to me, AK. What do you want to see next for Moikato? What do you want to see for Bobby Green, my next friend? Because Bobby Green in Houston was treated like a freaking star during that win over Nazareth hackbarest.
1: Yeah, look, we're, I know we're kind of cheating again. We just did uh, a Disney versus Cannoneer, which is the obvious pick. I think we all had to make that one. I couldn't think of a better option than Bobby Green and Hanata Moikano. So I so good! I, in my personal rankings, I have Bobby Green 22nd. I have Moikano 23rd. So they're right next to each other. They're both on two-fight win streaks. Um, they're both veterans. Obviously, Bobby Green a little more experienced at 1-5, but that doesn't really matter. They're both veterans. Super exciting in there. Moikano a little bit more of a nose for the finish, but that's not for lack of trying for Bobby Green. I think, I think if anyone looks at um, Bobby Green's sort of opponents that he's fought, there's a lot of guys in there that are tough to finish, so you don't really blame Bobby Green for not being able to, not having a you know more knockouts on his resume. Um, he's been in some just amazing striking battles, and, and if he was facing lower ranked competition, I guarantee he'd be putting a ton of people away. So, uh, yeah, I, I, look, I, uh, I, the, I, I can tell you now, I can tell you now ahead of time, the listeners were with us on this one. I think it was maybe the most popular pick I saw. There's maybe a couple others besides, of course, uh, Israel Edison yeah, and um, Jared Cannonier. Those are the two most obvious picks. I, I feel like they're gonna. I, I feel like the, uh, this isn't likely to happen though, because there's also a lot of directions you could go with both guys. Again, both veterans, super versatile, super tough. Um, they can go up in the rankings. They can be used again as still as litmus tests for uh, you know up and coming guys. The UFC wants to see how good they are. Th- they are really, really good right now. Utility guys, and I mean that as a compliment for the UFC matchmakers, because you can put them in there with almost anyone. But in terms of entertainment, and as far as what I think they deserve. And a fight that would set up either guy for a top 20, top 15 opponent, I would love to see Green and Moikano just matched up just this week to say the matchmakers go like they're both, once the uh, the medical suspensions come up, both guys are healthy, send, send them back out there against each other.
2: There's a lot of picks for both of these guys, a lot of very popular choices. These are probably the two most match made fighters on the entire yeah. card a lot of That's good in the listeners. comments
1: too by the way when if, if, if you're a on ton YouTube,
2: of them and yeah, I'm not pulling them, them all up just because, no we can't pull them all up but great yeah, job, we're gonna guys. talk yeah. yeah we're gonna talk about them there's no doubt about it so very good picks let us head to the wild card round and for those who are, pay, are joining us for the very first time the wild card round is we will now select one fighter that we have not match made for yet and we're gonna do it right now so it could be someone on the main card who is not victorious that we haven't discussed could be a fighter on the prelims who did get a win maybe they did not get a win who knows the sky is the limit AK there's a lot of a lot of names to choose from
1: who is your UFC 271 wild card selection Mike I can tell you my pick would have been uh Sergei Morozov a guy that I've been I've been pumping his tires for a while I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of the guy uh of his work before the UFC I think I think his fights in the UC have actually been good uh he's just had again faced super tough competition and in this case came out great early was facing a veteran guy who's not shaken by a bad first round uh, excellent performance by Douglas Silva de Andrade, who now will be my wild card pick. Uh, Morozov would have been. Uh, so Andrade wins the uh, Silva de Andrade. Excuse me, wins the illustrious uh, Otno Ak Lee wild card pick this week. <laughs> Bantamweight is just effing ridiculous. Like the, again, the, uh, just like I said, Bobby Green, Moicano, um, Silva de Andrade, a veteran. There's just so many guys that can match him up with. Uh, I like, So I'm going veteran versus veteran here. Uh, I've been pushing for sort of this weird dream fight with uh, Ryan Hall and Han Yaya. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think ha- hani has any plans to move up to one forty five for that fight. Um, it just would be super cool. And Ryan Hall has fought since since I suggested that matchup, so that's kind of off the clearly off the table now. So there we go. I'm going to Han Yaya and uh, De Silva. I think I think that's, again, would just be an awesome <laughs> clash of styles. I have no idea who would win. Uh, like any Han Yaya fight probably gets to the ground. He, he he wins, but De Silva very strong down there. So Brazilian versus Brazilian, uh, veteran versus veteran, Hanayaya and uh, Silva De
2: Andrade. That is a fun fight. Mm. You could throw Ronnie Lawrence in there with haniaya and I would watch the crap out of that too. No surprise here. I'm sure you knew who I was going to go with. I'm going to go with Casey O'Neill with the full fledged heel turn in a lot of people's eyes on Saturday. She beats Roxanne Matafari, calls out the Houston crowd. She wants to take some time off. But there is a fight with some heat on it that is just too damn easy to make right now. Chuck B, I'm with you. I'm with ya. you. You got to do Casey O'Neill versus Joanne Wood. Those two do not like each other. And look, AK, I know what you're thinking. She's already fighting somebody. Yes. That's fine. She's fighting March Grasso March 26th. Mm-hmm. However, I favor Alexa Grasso in that fight right now. But I don't care. Win or lose, I think you have to make that fight next. It's right there for you. You could build it up. They don't like each other. Casey needs time to heal up. That gives time for Joanne to fight. Heal up herself. You can take a break. Late summer, early fall. Boom. Book this fight. And it's a good one. I think you do it.
1: And I'm ready for it. Pass that Scot- Scottish torch. Scottish uh, start. Because Casey O'Neill is from a native of Scotland, right? But she's fighting out of Australia or the other way around? She's native of Australia fighting out of Scotland. Which one is it? Native of Scotland. Who? Casey O'Neill. O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's all over the place. Yeah, she's lived in like, she, yeah. But she's a born in Scotland. Am, is that yeah. a, I not, yeah, born so she's a native of Scotland, much like Australia, Australia. But yeah. fights out of Australia. Yeah. She essentially, that is her home base now. So uh yeah. Daniel Edwards says Scottish flag on a pole match. Uh yes, classic, uh, classic Vince Russo setup. Uh yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I I, I agree. Uh <laughs> I agree that um uh it, it doesn't really necessarily matter what happens with the Grassell matchup on March tw- on Mar- you said March March twenty sixth, right? Yeah, it's the, Columbus, the Columbus card. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, I, again, I I don't know where I'd go with it. I think I intentionally did not make a pick. I think she is. I, I'm not sure how quickly to push her. Again, our listeners were all over the place with this one. So I'm kind of looking forward to reading out what they had to say. And I'm kind of dodging this question myself. I don't know. That, that does make a lot of sense, though. So. She's clearly ready, I think, for someone on the top 10, especially, again, with respect to Joanne Woods, someone who's kind of sliding out of the top 10... And uh, that spot might be ripe for the taking. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's like, a tough business. It's a tough business. Yeah, I
2: mean, my my initial thought was Casey O'Neill versus Cynthia Calvillo because you can Casey's. I mean, Cynthia's gonna need some time as well after that Andrea Lee fight. So give her time to to try to get her mind right, get her her body right after that tough fight. What is going on here? Nothing. <laughs> I, hit <my> lap- <laughs> I hit my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about what you were saying, Mike. I was
1: just like, "Yes, Mike." Mike. May- yes. Oh no.
2: How about Casey O'Neill versus uh, the crazy judge, AK? what a rough hour. Robert for Robert
1: Alexander, as our uh, our colleague Aaron Frostetter <laughs> correctly pointed out on Twitter, an actual rocket scientist. A man who is an actual rocket scientist. Uh, his he uh, Aaron Aaron pulled up his credentials somewhere. I guess from his uh, maybe the Texas Commission website or something like that. Uh, so clearly a very bright individual. But I think I think most people would know you can be a very smart person and not necessarily know what you're seeing in an MF, M, uh, in an MMA fight that has to be the case with Robert Alexander, uh, which one he, it was that one in the Erloski Bandera fight where he was the uh, the dissenting score. and uh, I, I was joking on our on our work chat that he was one of the breakout names of UFC two seventy one because I had never I was not familiar with Robert Alexander, but he was so bad that the always affable John Anik who also keeps it real we should just say is also keeps it real all the time he called this man out in the broadcast you will rarely I shouldn't say rarely I do think um John is inclined to do that when it when it happens uh he mentioned that Robert Alexander had only judged I think four UFC fights prior to this event and you could see that that was the case so we went into UFC 271 worrying about how the Texas judges might go and boy, one of them really stood out like a sore thumb. So a uh, t- uh, tip of the cap, I guess, a shameful one to uh, to Robert Alexander. That was bad. Really, really
2: bad. Uh, the laptop one,
1: Hyperion F, the laptop one. Apparently,
2: Calvio is going to try to go back to 115. I don't like that idea at all. Not I mean, fan. if she could do it super healthy. I mean, we do have the PI. She is in Vegas now, so she could do it. At, just don't rush into it. Take your time if you think you can get down there but that's a tough cut man i've talked to her many times she hated that cut and i don't, I don't know we'll see what happens i don't but like that yeah i mean we'll see um do we have any check the tapes do we have any oh. any bonus features do we yeah, have a mic yeah. check anything sorry, like that
1: second. let me let me hydrate here sorry guys this is uh this is live this is live uh, normally we edit out my drinking water this is live
2: this is, I mean, this is what people came for.
1: Normally we edit out my uh, knocking over my laptop. So again, you guys are seeing live, no no movie magic today. So yeah, real quick, look. if you want to take oh, another please. sip, okay,
2: we'll answer this question. Uh, we got oh, Colby oh, versus Mazadal coming up on March 5th. Uh, does Mazdal's power scare at all that he can knock Colby out? Sure. But I mean, I think, I don't know what the betting lines are. I'm sure they're very heavily in the Covington side. I, th- I mean, this is a, Outside of a of a vicious knockout or a one shot or a flying knee or something crazy from Mazidol, this just just has a Colby forty nine forty six decision written all over it. But you never know it's someone is as, as seasoned as a Mazidol. But go ahead, AK, back to you.
1: Oh yes, all right. Uh, what was the question? Just can can Masvidal knock him out? What did it say? Who
2: do we have in Colby versus
1: Mazidol? Yeah. Does Mazidol power is is does Masvidal's power scare at all that he can knock Colby out? Yeah, no, good, yeah yeah No. yeah i mean the, the the second part of the question for sure of course of course i think i think and i think company's aware of that i think he's been in there with guys who at any moment can knock him out but he's got a great chin and uh, and, uh endless cardio and great wrestling that that goes a long way to uh preventing you from getting getting caught square on the jaw um i mean I, I, again i know usman did it it took him what four minutes and uh, sorry 24 minutes and like 55 seconds to do it so very hard to do yeah uh, okay uh yes i want to give a half point to our boy regular regular contributor marcus mcgahee for uh the jessica penne versus uh luana pinero rebooking april 30th he's one of the people who called. apparently one of the people who called for that and he just reminded me i'm not giving him a full point i mean again it's a rebooking what do you want a cookie i mean but thank you marcus um as always and, and you'll get some more love later in the show as you always do uh i've got a new segment mike I've got a new segment to commemorate our second live pay-per-view show I, I know i should have run this by you but uh do you mind if i do you mind if i break this up <laughs> But yeah, why the hell not? All right. To quote a famous line from uh, Happy Gilmore, uh, this is my new segment. I call uh, "Where Were You on That One, Dipshit," uh, because I think so. <laughs> not you, not you. This is for the listeners. <laughs> this is directed at the at the at the innocent listeners, um, oh because God. sometimes there's pick there's like there's fights that happen, and I'm always like, and I go back and check our notes because I want to give out Ought no points, and somehow no one got them. So, I, so this is my finger of shame to our legion of listeners, who you would think. Mike, you would think the collective brain trust would never miss anything, like especially if it's like a a, a compelling and seemingly obvious pick. Uh, but but you guys, and don't blame us. Mike and I are only responsible for two picks. We can only handle two picks per fighter, an episode. You guys are literally like nine thousand hundred people out there. Nine thousand hundred, nine hundred thousand. I don't know how numbers work. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Robert. I'm not Robert Alexander. Okay. So there's two picks that I wish you guys had should have been able to sniff out. And if you did, please feel free to correct me uh, through DMs or what have you. Uh, Brian Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov, uh, UFC 272, March 5th. Um, You guys have have sent hundreds of Kelleher picks. None of you picked Umar Nurmagomedov. Nice one. And then uh, Angela Hill versus Virna Janjirova, May 14th. Again, I could be wrong. Maybe because she lost in the last card, uh, her last fight, I didn't write down. Uh, Angela Hill picks. so if I'm mistaken on this one but this seems like something that again should have already happened or you guys should have picked so uh, I, and that's going down uh, May 14th Mike our listeners are, are brilliant but sometimes they make mistakes so that was uh, the first edition of where were you on that one dipshit and uh, hopefully the last hopefully I never have to say this again all right we
2: will uh, we'll go to the listener picks but I want to I, I want to throw this oh. question out because I don't know if we really discussed this that much uh, Michael Bisbing Made his pay-per-view debut, replacing Joe Rogan, who, by the way, Wednesday afternoon was scheduled to be on the broadcast and he <laughs> was not on the broadcast. So let me just say that one more time for you. Uh, so the question here from Stone Zebra Six 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 is: Was the backlash to Bisbing's commentary warranted? In your opinions, people were very mad at him on the Bird app. What do you think, AK?
1: What well, what was the criticism exactly? That just was he was he not reading the action right? Was he kind of droganing it a little bit? I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I will say, uh, it was not my favorite commentary performance uh, from from the team as a whole. I, I, I'm very excited for Bisping to get his shot. Um, I did think it was just a little flat. I was I felt like the Cormier Bisping dynamic wasn't particularly strong. I, I think neither guy. It helps when you know, for one thing, three person teams are never great. I, I know the UFC is committed to it they're not going anywhere so there's no point like just completely shooting that down but you like people to be able to slot into roles John Anik has his obvious role and even when it's Rogan and Cormier again a a combination I don't like I understand why you know there's so many fans of that team Rogan is again the veteran uh color commentator uh he has his 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 catchphrases that people are used to and and he kind of brings this frat boy out of Cormier which again annoys me which I know many, many, many viewers enjoy. So there's a dynamic there. Bisping and Cormate, I don't know if they knew what to do. I don't know if they knew which guy should sort of be like a, a straight man, which guy should be funny. Uh, they didn't want to step on each other's toes. They were kind of almost too respectful of each other. So, um, and I, I and I did see people criticizing, I think, uh, again, Bisping saying maybe he was too biased towards Ad- Adesanya in, in the main event, not calling out enough of, Ro- of Rob Whitaker stuff, and, and that might have been the case with other fights. So, Uh, criticism certainly warranted as much as you should, you know, as anyone who's uh, doing something like that in the public should be criticized, but I didn't think he did like a particularly terrible job. It's not like, it's not like, oh, I never want to see Bisping do a pay-per-view again. Uh, It it wasn't a memorable performance and I don't think it was his best night, but it wasn't just him. I didn't, I didn't, think Cormier was great either. Uh, props to Liam Mahoney
2: for getting that correct. I forgot about UFC 251. Oh, thank you. He tagged in Paul Felder was supposed to be on and then he remember he got, he tested positive for COVID and was supposed to call it so they so bisbing uh. tagged it just kind of like this one short notice tagged in and uh yeah there we go yeah it was it was i thought early on it was kind of tough but i get it it's it's tough doing those broadcasts especially in bisbing's position where he probably wasn't at, he wasn't at any of the fighter meetings he's doing the research on his own so Annick and dc have such a big leg up on him and he shows up does the commentary just kind of out of the blue and it was what it was. I thought early on you just have two A personalities along with John Anik. It's tough. I think eventually things got a little bit better. Not great. I, I just wasn't a fan of the tandem. I think Bisbing and Paul Felder work so much better together because Bisbing's more of that, you know, A level personality, more of the leadership role, if you will. And Felder is so good at filling in the gaps. I feel like Dominic Cruz in a lot of ways is really good at filling the gaps. I know a lot of people don't love Cruz on commentary, but I feel like Cruz and Felder are like a, the, the perfect kind of third sure. seat. And then DC, Rogan, whatever, Bisbing, those A-level personalities. It's kind of hard when you have all those guys just kind of talking over each other and and stuff like that. So I didn't think he did a t- hard job. I, I, I give Bisbing a lot of props for having the yep. – testicular fortitude if you will to just say yes and jump in on a day's notice without knowing half of these fighters and just compiling all this research to do the best he could so i give him a lot of credit that is not an easy job to do especially when you're doing it on a day's notice that's pretty freaking crazy so good on him but overall yes that was uh not the best yeah, I would have liked well, to see Michael Chiesa get a shot. If we're being honest, I think he'd be really good in that. Regard.
1: And as we said, of course, Laura Sanko, she's prime. She's well. ready to go. Trust me, if they called her ten minutes before the show and said, "Oh, someone's car broke down and couldn't," and they didn't make it to the, and could you hop in on ten minutes? Laura Sanko has like a is is ready. She has been ready. <laughs> she's going to jump on that opportunity. I, I think we agree. She's definitely going to get a fight night opportunity sometime this year. But sure. pay-per-view should not be out of the question. She's done a lot 100%. of commentary work for Contender Series and Invicta. She's just excellent. She does her research. She has fought before. Um, so I, I, people really, really like her. It's just such an obvious choice. So hopefully sooner rather than later, we do see Laura Sanko get a pay-per-view opportunity. Uh, what, one specific criticism I did see, Mike, um, the commentary team, which I agree with. I see it a bit in the comments here, and I saw it on Twitter. Uh, maybe less judging talk from Cormier and Bisping. Um, <laughs> yes, Bisping? Bisping? is Bis being I will say of the of some of the uh, fighters commentators has been trying really hard to sort of educate himself on judging if, if you see like his commentary from like a year ago to now you can see him like either at least second guessing himself he doesn't speak in absolute to like oh I think I'm pretty sure like in the unified rules this is how this is and this is he he is definitely studying it and, and when you're calling fights live look you're not going to remember every aspect of the unified rules okay so that's you really can't blame him if sometimes he says oh I think that that's that this won this fight and then Cormier is like not even close Cormier I think has zero understanding of the unified rules I'm sorry I, I, I get it I know people like him we, we like him we like his personality but anytime Cormier talk I will say if you're listening to Cormier talk about judging and scoring take everything with a grain of salt he does not he is not up to date on the unified rules like the current uh, scoring system um, and and the problem is when him and bisme were going back and forth on it uh, on Saturday it may as well have just been dead air. Um, And I think that's a lot of things people didn't like. And when I say out, that's like, I think anytime they were discussing, judging, scoring, I was just like, this is not a conversation that's helping this fight. You know, focus on what they're good at, technique and what does a fighter feel when they're in there telling their stories. um, You know, if they had more time to do the research in Bisping's case. So, um, yeah, a lot of criticisms to be made. But again, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. And and, um, I'm sure they'll be better eventually. Yeah. I mean, I wish
2: the judging wasn't so terrible because then we would have avoided it altogether probably but
1: I mean, although we heard a lot of it in the main event it was pretty wild so do we have anything else or are we going right to the peeps i think we can go right to the peeps uh but again, a lot of comments come guys amazing by the way keep the comments coming in we love how active you guys are i see a lot of debate over there uh the uh, adesanya whitaker fight and that's great um but yes mike we can move on to the listeners
2: okay why don't you disclaim that while right. well i try not to giggle at that context.
1: all right <laughs> uh marcus McGahey, by the way dubbed this the see happy trails to the happy warrior edition of course guys we'll have some some, uh, some more roxanne modafari talk we had a lot of roxanne modafari talk during the week talked about our ton on the post fight show and we're going to talk about her a little bit more today because uh, again this might be the last time we really really get to get to talk about roxanne uh, at least as you know as a as an active fighter uh, as she was on Saturday for, for the final time. So happy trails to the Happy Warrior Edition. Thank you, Marcus, for that title. Uh, guys, we'd like to emphasize mostly talking about winners, unless they're in the main event or title fight. Then, of course, we'll talk a lot about you know um, uh, Robert Whitaker and Derek Lewis in this case. Scattergories uh, rule, guys. If you are somehow the only person to to, to pick a fight, uh, at least in my picks, I'm going to give you a full no point, which, uh, as of today, I think was equivalent to 13,000 Ethereum and... Uh, Forty thousand bitcoin so it's crazy it just keeps going up but you know there's a lot of fluctuation you know something don't bet your life on it uh guys please pay attention that you have the right weight class Did the people f- fight already recently uh has someone does someone have a notable injury that's going to keep them out for a long time Is someone that people not in the ufc anymore that you're trying to match make for uh or they could already be booked and you seem to not know that so please avoid sending those in i just ignore them uh most importantly golden rule your pick could just be doo-doo if that's the case we're just going to skip over it uh and my additional rule for this week, people. Uh, I don't know how long this guy is going to be in the UFC. That debut certainly was lacking, but uh, it's Blood Diamond. Okay. It is Blood Diamond. I know it's a cool name, and if people are maybe disappointed that uh, Blood Diamond did not live up to it, but he's not Mike Mathita. He's not Mike Diamond. It's Blood Diamond. And as long as he's in the UFC, we will continue to use that name. All right. Let's go to the peeps. I'll try not to repeat. And uh, try not to say Mike Mathita or whatever the hell that nonsense is, Mike. I, I know you go through your picks pretty quick sometimes. Blood yeah. Diamond, Please self-edit Blood Diamond. I will. Oh, Dude, don't worry about it. Matt Ravelli
2: freaking great night of fights. I want to head out to Moicano versus the winner of Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. I think that fight would be a blast. Then the obvious choice. I feel like Bobby Green versus Brad Riddell would be insane. I feel like a that's that a very area. popular pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robbie Ryan, good day, Mike and AK. O'Neill versus the Jojo Grasso winner. Bobby Green versus Diego Fajera. That's a popular one. Moicano versus the winner of Sarukian, Joel Alvarez. Man, that's a tough ass. Brunson versus Hermanson. <laughs> Lewis versus the Rosenstrike. Tibora winner. Tuivasa versus Stipe or Gan, whoever doesn't fight Jones. Whitaker. Uh, I'm not sure what his contract situation is, but it's a real uphill battle to get a third fight unless you're Max Holloway. Retirement could be an option. If he's not motivated to keep going, a new start in another promotion could give him some fire in his belly or if he continues in the UFC. Sean Strickland
1: is the fight to make. We'll that, see. In, in between the first and second round, that did look like a man who was second-guessing things. Uh, 100%. Yeah, we all thought like, wow, that doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. But he, but he worked it out. He sure did. Magic Mighty, 67 on
2: IG. Hi, Mike. Hope all is well. A few suggestions this week. Green versus Riddell. Moikata versus Gamrot don't think that fight can happen because they're both ATT guys. So, oh. I mean, maybe it could because it's a massive team. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah. Uh Casey O'Neill versus Jennifer Maya. I think that's a little too soon. At least right this. You don't need to rush Casey O'Neill. And then Phillips versus the winner of Jack Shore versus Timor Valley. of Holy moly. That's fun. Both of those options are great. Man, I didn't see that one. That's I, no, 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 I didn't get one of those. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Jack Porter, Tuivasa versus Stipe because we know John Jones is never going to
1: fight again. Is that Jed Mishu?
2: That hey, it? that's
1: a reasonable. T- Listen, until we see John Jones booked again, that's a perfectly reasonable take. Yes, uh, Lewis versus Tom Aspinall, win or lose. Brunson versus Rockhold in his final fight. Oh, sure. I, even, I always forget to factor in Rockhold in the matchmaking. I don't think I've, I've thrown Rockhold into a pick. I think think forever. I just I don't know. I still, I almost have no confidence uh, in in him coming back anytime soon. I think the UFC. He's teasing Luke Rockhold apparently is teasing a fight with Paulo Costa in
2: June, at least on Instagram, saying it's wine night in June. Who the hell knows? But I kind of want to see Rockhold. I, I kind of want to see them rebook the Rockhold Strickland fight because I think that's a good spot for Strickland. It's a good spot for Rockhold. It's a big fight. People will care. Sure. Boycott versus the loser of Sarukian Alvarez. Kyler Phillips versus Ricky Simone. Holy moly. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Jack Porter suggests Robert Whitaker versus. Kamar Usman, A.K.
1: Usman, come up to 185 and fight Whitaker. Yeah, Uh, this kind of goes with what we were discussing on the post-fight show a bit. How remember we were saying like, man, we wish we wish they did that thing when you know dominant champions wanted to fight up a weight class instead of just throwing them immediately into a title shot. Give them give them a you know another like maybe a name at light heavyweight. Now Whitaker is more than a name at light at middleweight. Excuse me, like we said, he is the he is the second clearly the second best middleweight in the world so this wouldn't be like an anderson silva situation where um he went up to beat uh forrest griffin who was you know a ufc champion but it, it it's i think was still people i remember the time Anderson silva was still favoring that fight and then oh and sorry before sorry before forrest griffin he fought james irvin at light heavyweight so that was definitely a uh we're giving you a fun fight at 205 so they don't really do that this would kind of be in between it would be both a fun fight and also one that would you know set him up to uh fight for the title if if adesanya himself were to leave because i do think um as as uh, Usman has said unless they both get paid like 10 million dollars each they really don't want to fight each other um but yeah fun, fun idea fun idea uh poppy
2: underscore bryant wildcard pick kyler phillips versus victor henry too sure i'm in for that hinata moikana versus Magomed Mustafayev. that post-fight interview had me so hyped and he suggests tai tu avasa versus the winner of Curtis Blades versus Chris Dacus. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm thinking realistic. Yep. And unless there's some crazy interim title again, I don't see Ty getting gone, John Francis or Stepe. I don't, I disagree with you, but we'll see what happens. John Ray, Lawrence versus Hakramanov. Romanoff, Ulberg versus William Knight. I don't, eh, I don't actually, I don't mind that one. <sighs> yeah, but could I don't be the love it either. It could be the worst fight ever. Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> I, I, no. That could be the worst fight ever. I, I yeah, I'm going with my initial gut instinct that I hate that idea. I mean, I I'd love that you're submitting picks, but I mean on paper it makes sense, but that's just a horrible fight. Thank you, John Ray. Uh Kyler Phillips versus Sayed Amaga That's fun. Yeah. Neil versus Calvillo, Arlovsky yep. versus Olinik, winner lose, Toewasa versus the Rosenstrike Tibura winner, Whitaker versus Vittori. Cool. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, it could God. be really bad. It's it could a be like super nightmare. bad. Yeah,
1: please no. <laughs> he wants it.
2: Uh, Marcus. We know what Marcus does. Let me go through these and try not to repeat anything. Derek oh, the, spreadsheet. The... the spreadsheet. Yeah, I got the f- spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, Derek Lewis versus the winner of Speedback versus Hardy. Uh, Arlovsky versus Juan Espino. Sure. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence versus Fernie Garcia. Who's that? I don't. It must be a contender series. Contender guy, series? I'll look it up. Carlos Ulberg versus Jelton Almeida. Come on, Marcus. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: Are you trying to get this
2: man killed? This,
1: Why would you book this fight? You wasted, Marcus, you wasted a spreadsheet on this? <laughs> Ugh, what are you doing? That's a what bad pick. Doing? I'm sorry.
2: That's just bad. I mean, <laughs> the, the experience, no. Did you see Jelton Almeida's last fight? Are you crazy? Good Lord. We need to build Carlos Ulberg up with guys who are like 4-0, 3-2. We need to do Bellator booking for Carlos Ulberg. Jelton should. Almeida, good lord. I could Jelton Almeida could fight top 15 guys and win. <laughs> this is insane. He
1: should not be fighting in the UFC, Carlos Allberger, for being honest. <laughs> Probably not. Oh be my gosh. In the Uh Fernie Garcia is a uh, contender series, uh, 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 most recent season. Jacob Alcune versus Dusko Todorovic,
2: interesting. Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Miles Johns, love it. Jeremiah Wells versus Jack Della Maddalena, wow. I like that fight. That's good. You're redeeming yourself. That's And then Maxime Grishin versus Marcin. Cratchneo.
1: main event, main event. Oh, sorry, that was uh, oh, sorry, Maxim Grishin. You said yes, yeah. Uh, but I was, I'm sorry, I was distracted by a comment. And Vendetta Shin in the comment says, "Give, give, Olberg Alex Pajeda. People, stop <laughs> oh <my> it, <laughs> stop it. Alex Pajeda is about to fight Berto Silva for for the love stop of Pete. It. Uh, how about this night, was Alvi? There we go. Now we're thinking. Now we're I don't thinking. mind that idea. Like that's... If, we're, if we're gonna book a horrible fight. That's the kind of horrible fight I want.
2: Yes. Let's yeah, let's be a little more sensitive, shall we? Uh oh and Carol. Maxim Christian versus Daun Jung. Jeremiah Wells versus Alex Morono. He did call for that fight. Uh Douglas Silva de Andrade versus John Castaneda. Wow. That's super fun. Jacob Malcun versus Mac Andre Barriol. Ronnie Lawrence versus oh, Tony Kelly. Whoa. That's fun. This okay. This is this is Carlos ulberg matchmaking the way it should be. Oh,
1: Carlos ulberg versus Alexa Kay. I was about to. Say, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that's the right one. That's, that's the one I saw. That's the that's a sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. Kyler Phillips versus Frankie Edgar, A.K. Uh, hold on. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Uh, first of all, nope. Sorry, Mike. My uh, my sound went out there for a second. I thought you said Kyler Phillips, and then I just heard a scrambled noise uh and a faint buzzing. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Listen, I'll, okay, I don't want to, someone, I will, I do want to read my dear, my dear friend, I think it was Steven Breiter, who suggested that in a, oh, sorry, Hayes B'3rd, excuse me, Hayes B'3rd, who suggested that in a much more diplomatic way that didn't break my heart. um, He said, oh gosh, how did he, how did he write this down? Sorry, Mike, go on, I'll I'll, I'll go on, I'll get, I'll get back
2: to it. Okay. Kyler Phyllis versus Frankie Edgar. Casey O'Neill versus the Macy Barber, Montana De La Rosa, I assume winner. Andrei Olofsky versus Alexander Romanov. I, that's probably the fight that they're going to make. I've been saying that's the fight they should have made 500 times now. So we'll see what happens. Bobby Green versus Diego Fajeda. That's fun. Although I think Bobby Green's ahead of him at this point, but still fun. I'd watch Bobby Green fight anybody. Turn Ferguson. I will say I left a lot of these out. Andrei Olofsky versus the winner of Shamil Duraimov, Sergei Pavlovich. Ronnie Lawrence versus Miles Johns. That's fun. Jacob Balkoon versus Brian Battle. That's fun. Jeremiah Wells versus Court McGee, yeesh. And Maxim Grishin versus the winner of uh, Oleg Zaychek Jacoby, although Jacoby already beat Grishin and Grishin just yeah. wait for that fight. So maybe yeah, if one. Oleg Zaychek wins, right. eh, I don't really love that one, but I appreciate you sticking in. Drew Hilty, Izzy is far and away the best middleweight in the world. And the drop from Whitaker to the next guy is massive. Canon Air will basically fill the role of mandatory challenger. And then he suggests Whitaker versus Paulo Costa vittori Don't really know where he goes from here. Dylan, hey, Mike, hell of a card. Here's my picks. Adasani versus Usman. Once Usman heals up. And, and you really know, but you don't know, when, hold on. There's a hear me out. And you know, when there's a hear me out that we're going to say something, they've listened to the show many times. I know they're both friends, but at this point they're seeking legacy. Canon Air is a great option, but legitimately, I think Usman is the only one out there who could beat Izzy at 185 well aside from Hamzat it's just not going to happen guys it's not going to happen it's just it's going to be one of those you know what if this ever happened kind of fights it's just never going to happen they're too close the money's just not going to be there it's just not going to happen
1: it's not sorry and again you you have a challenger in cannoneer ready uh I think we we have people coming up at welterweight we again Hamzat Shamayev is someone who's been mentioned so Mike, you don't you don't like this one. Alberg versus Chidi and Jokewani. I'm pretty on. sure Chidi and Jokewani would f him up right now. Um, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. We can't do that. Listen, people. I know we love talking about Carlos Alberg. He's got the cool city kickboxing connection. You know, he's pals with Izzy. And all right, let's just say it. We're live. It's a Sunday Sunday afternoon. Sunday, whatever. Pre before noon. Uh, he's not bad to look at. He's not bad to look at all right there's a you know if you're the ufc you you, you want to put this guy on posters i understand all right that's fine he makes all of us men watching feel inadequate about ourselves i get it uh but let's just again let's bring him along as slowly as we can let's be reasonable with some of these matchups uh Again, he might, we don't know. Albert could be out of the UFC in two fights. Uh, we don't know. Or he might show these great leaps and bounds and improvements, and we could be talking about him on, on to the next one a year from now. That's my hope for him. But uh, people, come on. cheat and Jukawani. stop trolling. <laughs> Whitaker versus
2: Brunson, too. Brandon Nunez, uh, Whitaker versus Strickland, Moicano versus Dawson. Although, Grant Dawson, from what I understand, just moved to ATT. He's leaving Glory MMA, at least for now and uh, is moving to Coconut Creek, Florida, and is going to be at ATT. So they'll be training That's together. Right. That's How right. How about that? And then Bobby Green versus Tony Ferguson, which is actually a pretty popular pick. I've got a bunch of those, and I saw a bunch of those in the comments as well. Max Sherman, Arlovsky versus the loser of Docus Blades. Phillips versus Edgar sorry, AK Casey versus the winner of Grasso Wood. Grisham versus Devin Clark. Oh, my Lord. Blood Diamond. Versus Andre Fialo. come on! What? We're g- you're gonna you're gonna throw him in there with Fiallo? Come on! Did
1: this person at least write Blood Diamond and not yes, his? Yes, he did. Hey, he okay, did. they he at did. least wrote. Throw- thank you. All right. Jeez, come on! By the way, by the way, uh, Mike, I want to address a comment. Uh, I shouldn't even mention this, but Matthew Richardson in the comments talking about the main event of 271. Imagine getting four takedowns. And better significant strike accuracy and not winning, uh, Matthew. Congratulations! You picked the two two of the, the worst criteria for judging a fight: uh, takedowns that don't lead to offense are meaningless, and uh, significant strike accuracy means literally nothing. Um, if someone if someone lands, uh, you know whatever twenty five out of thirty, uh, you know whatever thirty five strikes, then the other person lands like seventy five out of two hundred. Guess what? The guy who landed seventy five strikes probably won. So. <laughs> well done terrible terrible uh view of the judging criteria I'm sorry I gotta call that out it's horrible yeah yeah I mean Sean Sheehan from severe MMA does yes. a great job explaining watch his videos that, the criteria he does a great do. job. watch Sean Sheehan's videos on YouTube about judging uh you don't have to agree with everything he says but he presents pretty clearly there are criteria that the judges and you guys should be should be uh following and now uh Matt says he's trolling damn it Matthew you got me damn it Funky
2: bits. Uh, I can't wait till Kyler Phillips gets ranked. So him and Sugar Show gets scrapped. That would be sweet. It would be sweet.
1: And you can go to the MMA Lab probably once or twice a week I'm, and watch yes. that.
0: Guys, they're pals because uh, they yeah, do train pals. together. Yeah. Unless
1: it's for unless it's for a title fight, I just don't think they're gonna. They, they don't even want to talk about it. Even this, I don't like. <laughs> Come on. So, all right, Mike. Mike, we got it. We got to put it. <laughs> we got to go. We got to go, go. We got to go. On, go, gotta and, go. and Carlos Alberg <laughs> picks. Just put a pause. Just put a pause. They're hilarious and we love them. But this is what happens when we go live. Uh, we got another Elberg pick coming
2: up. Uh, Gerard Biagin. Uh, Lewis, long rest, then Rosenstrike. win or lose. Okay, that's not bad. Ulberg versus Shamil Gamzatov. And Kyler Phillips versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. Uh Daniel Markoulos, Wells versus Matthews. Just rebook it. Uh, and saying, after seeing a photo of Blood Diamond next to Dan Hooker, I think he might want to consider a drop to lightweight. Not that hmm. the competition gets any easier, but he seems a bit undersized for Walter Wade
1: sure if he's comfortable
2: <laughs> yes there we go that's that we're is, looking Yes, at. that's the blood diamond level thank you yes mike jackson is actually booked to fight dean barry oh that's right um for like i think this is like the fourth or fifth time I was at I a little this is the alex perez match of uh of the lightweight division that fights a little curse <laughs> or the welterweight yeah. division i think this yeah. one is uh he likes to silver versus yaya as well mm. Great. uh our alberg versus Menafield come on however i'd love to see carlos and jimmy crew go at it Come on! What are we doing here? Carlos Ulberg. <laughs> <laughs> you all want to see Carlos Ulberg?
1: Just a weird. Take a bunch of L's. Come on. A, he looks like, like a he looks like a star. He looks like a star. I get it. I get it's, it.
2: I'm people. sorry. L- I'm sorry. Fabio Sherrantz. That fight uh, was there for Fabio Chiron. Th- that fight was there for Carlos Ulberg to style, and he just didn't uh, do anything. Bad. Come Real on. Bad. No, you can't do that. Ulberg versus Jordan right now. Kyler Phillips versus the winner of Yadong, Marias or Saeed M- Namarga-Madoff. No Frankie Edgar for the sake of AK's heart. So someone who actually appreciates you, AK. O'Neal like versus your- the winner your- of Fioro versus Jessica. I really want to see Fiore O'Neill. frankly. I think we will see that fight at some point. I don't think we'll see that right now. I think the UFC will be very careful with those two. And then he says, please give me Bobby Green versus Gregor Gillespie. That, wow. Clash of Styles. I like it. I That's dig super it. super fun. Yeah. Ty Tuivasa versus the winner of Aspinel Volkov. I truly think with the emergence of swift big guys like Tom and Cyril and the insane marketable persona of Tuivasa, the UFC is more to work with than heavyweight. True. I
1: agree. <laughs> Who was hating on it on the show? Oh, Jed Mishu was like, oh, heavyweights or whatever. I'm like, oh, it is he- fun." Relatively speaking to how it's been in recent years, heavyweight has been as, had a slight resurgence as far as fresh contenders go. Come on It's now. fun. Yeah, it yeah, is fun. I think so. I think so. And he says, plus, I don't see
2: a world right now where the UFC will put tie in a ring with the rest of blades. Yeah, I... I <laughs> You gotta be careful with the booking. Ride this train till the wheels fall off, like I said. Francesco, our fan from Italy, Tuovasa versus Mijicic for the interim title. He's not buying John Jones. O'Neill versus Jillian Robertson.
1: Interesting. Maybe almost too slow, though. I feel like O'Neill has maybe jumped leap. And I I I really like uh, uh, Jillian Robertson. I just think I think O'Neill might have kind of jumped over her past that, that matchup. That'd be the kind of
2: matchup where it's she's just like, I want to fight. Okay, Jillian sure. Robertson's here if you want to fight in a couple weeks. Okay,
1: and then Jeremiah Wells versus Nicholas Dolby. That's fun too. We just want to see Nicholas Dolby again. We still know what the status is of him. It could could be a visa thing. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, we just haven't seen Nicholas Dolby for a while. He's a, he's such a good matchup for so many guys at one, at one seventy. Casey Ryan, uh,
2: do Strickland versus Rob, and if Strickland can beat Rob, then give him the title shot. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be lazy, if you want to be lazy, you can book <laughs> you can match up Green versus Moicano because they're on similar trajectories. But I think Green deserves a top fifteen opponent. Moicano does too. So I'm going with Riddell. That is a guaranteed banger, much like Green versus Fazev was. Make it a fight of the night headliner or pay per view co main, even a prelim headliner, and that one delivers. Listen, there have been worse main events, worse main events on UFC cards over the last year than Bobby Green versus Hanato Moicano. So if you want a headline a random card at the apex with those two guys, you will never get a complaint out of me. Mm-hmm. I would love to see five rounds of that. And he goes, oh, and before I go, Izzy four rounds to one. People have got to stop scoring empty takedown so high. <laughs> Izzy controlled every round. He did more damage, had the octagon control, landed more strikes. If Rod had fought every round like he did the fifth, he would have won the fight. Yeah, hard to argue that. I gave Whitaker four and five. I, I thought the judges were going to be screwy which would have been just wild. We'd be talking about a lot of different things. And then Tristan Gourdet had a lot of the similar picks, but he also suggested Jacob Malkoon versus Andre Petroski, yeah, which would be a lot. fun fight. Sure. AK, Pretty go good for grabbers. it, my friend.
1: Uh, I want to shout out Brian G underscore 216 first live comments. Uh, he says, hear me out. Uh, 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 Bobby Green would need another win, but why not Green versus Conor McGregor when he comes back? Bobby got a bigger pop at USC 271 than everyone besides Lewis which sells fights and and a fight that, uh, that Connor can win Uh, again on paper. I think that's an amazing pick. I I would, I wish we lived in a world where Conor McGregor was obviously one not injured. And two, just a more active fighter, you know, where he, 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 he did, you know, have, uh, the compulsion and he was compensated well enough, uh, to fight three times a year. Like, you know, I, I think again, he's strategic. He knows, um, how much he makes per fight he oh he doesn't need to fight three times per year uh, but i wish they paid him even more so he would step into the cage uh as much times as they need him because i think a fight with connor and Bobby green would be so much fun i think the build-up would be fun the in cage antics would just be amazing bobby green deserves a big fight like that so uh, brian g i like the suggestion I, again this is pretty much not zero but i'd say two percent chance that, that happens But um, I I would again, magic wand pick. That's that's right up there for me. I I would love that. Um, All right, let me go to Twitter here. I've got we've got a few first timers, guys. So it's always so, guys. Thank you. Your first time will be on one of our live shows. Cal uh, at Caesar underscore Khaled. I guess Caesar Khaled uh, on Twitter. uh, He said, uh, "What do you have to say here?" I had a bunch of picks that others had made. Moicano versus the Dober. Glenn winner, March 12th, uh, Drew Dober and Ricky Glenn, and uh, Robert Whitaker. So this is interesting. He wants to see... I should say, see, I, should say I don't I don't know. Uh, this is Whit- Whitaker versus the Covington Mosvidal winner at, at welterweight. Of course, Whitaker used to be a welterweight. He has spoken about how much he hated those weight cuts and, and did not feel he was his best at that weight class, but he has fought at 170 before. So here's what Cal had to say about that. Uh, this is my big hot take for the night. Really don't think there's much for Whitaker at middleweight, and I think he can make the welterweight limit. Don't think he can get Usman right away, but this makes a lot of sense. I take him against either of these guys. Covington would be really tough. Covington would be really tough, especially if uh, the weight cut had a deleterious effect on Whitaker's performance. So um, I like the thinking. I do think it's cool, and Whitaker clearly is not as big as some of the guys at middleweight. Um Especially Edison Yeah, who's just just has some, such a range and height uh, advantage over him. But sometimes you only you just have the frame that it's hard to make 170. Uh, that 15 pound difference in weight classes sucks, and I do wish there were more weight classes so we could see fights like that. Uh, that is that is not the case. But I, I like the thinking, Cal. So thank you, uh, thank you for sending that in. Um, they said they're a big fan and uh, we've been waiting a long time to send in some picks. So thank you very much, uh, Rudy Gaywood on Twitter. Also uh, a first timer. They said hopefully their picks are not doo doo. I'll read a couple of these, which I liked. Uh, Silva de Andrade versus Cody Stamen. Yeah, that might be. I mean, that's a do or die fight for Stamen. I don't mind it. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence versus Miles Johns. Uh, Bobby Green versus Gamrot. You kind of shot. Oh, no. But you said Moicano versus Gamrot. Probably wouldn't happen. Bobby Green versus Gamrot. That could happen. There we go. And then uh, Moicano versus Riddell. And uh, our last first timer, clearest values. They sent me a message before for another show. I think it was just a little late, so I didn't have a chance to read it. So uh, thank you, clearest values on Twitter, uh, who came in with a few good ones. I'll go with. Uh, they mentioned also the O'Neill Robertson pick and Arlovsky versus uh, Walt Harris. Mike, what were your thoughts? I brought that up in the post-fight show. What were your thoughts on on that one again?
2: Arlovsky, Walt Harris. Yeah, I mean they fought before, so.
1: It's kind of tricky, and we right, saw the, how it that's went. a while ago. I was like, I think it was 2015 or something, right?
2: But I, I like, I and like. And it that. sucked. And
1: it sucked. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's fine.
2: It's 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 fine. I, I there are worse matchups that have been suggested for both guys, so I'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want it. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer Two is with me on Silva de Andrade versus Hanayaya. At Ayo, it's Dad, uh, a regular contributor, had a very nice message for us. I really mean, let's just write these down and him. My favorite. <clears throat> excuse me one of the things i look forward to most during podcast these days is hearing what what may come next with you guys the following day that's uh, that includes you mike that's me and you. so i uh, thank you aos dead. And we love again our, it's one of uh, Mike. I, I always tell me it's one of my favorite parts of the show so um uh sorry my favorite parts of the week excuse me one of my favorite parts of working at mma fighting is just doing this show so i love it uh by green versus gillespie carla phillips ricky simone <laughs> how do you like this how do you like this uh mike Carlos Alberg versus Ed Herman. Mm. Ed Herman would beat his ass. Mm. I'm sorry. I, I Listen, I know Ed Herman is probably smaller than him. I know he's much older. I know he's got a lot of <laughs> mileage. He's so much more experienced in MMA. I mean, he'd probably just, I know he's become a bit of a brawler at, at, at light heavyweight. He'd probably just take him down. I I don't I don't know how uh, it's been a while since we've seen like prime jiu jitsu Ed Herman but it's definitely still there he just hasn't had to use it or hasn't been able to use it or light heavyweight but I think he would be able to. I yeah. No, we gotta get you gotta
2: bring <laughs> guys in to fight Carlos Ulberg. Yeah. or what we do is we just we haven't seen a guy go from get a UFC contract on the Contender Series and then just get demoted to a to one of those developmental deals. I kind of wish they would do that with Olberg and give him a developmental deal. And just let him fight whenever he wants, wherever he wants, as long as the UFC approves it. And just let him get some seasoning. You could probably do the same with Blood Diamond, and just fight guys at his skill level and build up confidence. And they don't get thrown in there with with murderers. I just, or, or, or I mean, again, Carlos Olberg was matched up with Fabio Charant for a reason, and that was a really bad fight, like a really bad fight.
1: Yeah, and it shouldn't have even been seen on ESPN Plus. I mean, I just think that's bad for business when people see a fight like that. I think it's—I don't want to say it's bad for Alberg's confidence, because again, you know, you're going to have ugly fights early in your career. This was only his fourth pro bout, so that's fine. But this would have been nicer if it happened on a smaller show. The UFC has so many unofficial sort of like feeder leagues. I do wish they would start taking more advantage of those relationships, um, especially with stuff that's—you uh, know—maybe bolster the UFC Fight Pass program. I don't know. Can can you send again? Can you do sort of—you know—you you keep paying them uh, on a on a whatever their UFC contract is. So. Maybe not a great investment for the UFC in that sense, but good for the fighters and good for their development. Uh, so you could put, like, why can't he be on an LFA card? Or Eagle FC. Uh, Habib has said he wants Eagle FC to <laughs> Francis Marshall, no. No. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I think any of the weights in this card would have beaten the crap out of either Carlos Olberg or uh, or uh, Fabio Chirant. Um But yeah, Eagle FC, could, could you have a relationship there? Could you send a Carlos o- Olberg to fight for them? I don't know. I don't know if these are options, but we'd always like to see the UFC be more flexible. Um, and and I just think it'd be cool if they actually use those quote-unquote unofficial feeder leagues as actual feeder leagues. So, right. Uh, Hayes third, some good picks here. O'Neill versus Andrea Lee, Viviani Arujo, loser. You could probably even give her the... A- I I like loser. I like loser. Again, I'm kind of bringing her along slow. So that fight's going on May 14th. And uh, yes, it was Hayes who uh, wanted to spare my feelings with this Kyler Phillips pick versus uh, someone you mentioned earlier, Mike. This is how they explained it. Uh, I just want to say I'm sorry. I think you know what my answer or the answer is, I should say, for this Phillips matchup. The fight doesn't have to happen. It could just be booked and canceled. Like you've suggested before, so uh, yes, for anyone who's just tuning in for the first time, uh, I'm a huge Frankie Edgar fan, and I don't want him to retire, but I also don't want, don't want him to ever fight again. So, so when people, <laughs> so when people send in Edgar fights, it's always like, yeah, I hope it gets made, but I also hope it gets, and then it, for some reason it just doesn't happen, and we just do this for the next ten years until he quietly retires, and we just we never speak about sort of the some of the vicious knockouts he suffered at the end of his career. So, thank you, Hayes, for for sparing my feelings. Uh, I had to, to deal with this. And uh, Silva D'Andrade versus the Montel Jackson Batgaree winner, March 26th. I like it. Uh, sorry, I should have read off some of the popular, some of the consensus picks first as well. Um, Moikano versus Dawson, very popular. Uh, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. Whitaker versus Vittori. Tuivasa versus the Blades, Chris Dawkus winner. And uh, one of my contributors, Dax, at Pike Putt on Twitter. Mike, what do you think about the winner of that fight if this cluster at the top doesn't get resolved, Tuivasa versus Blades or Dacus for an interim belt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Can you imagine Tuivasa versus Chris Dacus for the interim heavyweight title? Not that I think he's going to beat Blades, but if he did, I
2: mean. Not into it. I mean, that just went, of of all the possibilities, I feel like that would be the worst. When you have uh, the names that you have up there, it just would not be great. No disrespect to those guys. Cause they're right there. But yeah, I like tight versus Curtis blades does not appeal to me at all. Not in any way. Docus would be interesting, but I mean, you definitely can't do that for an interim title. Like you just, again, I, I believe you have to just run to two of the wheels fall off. you got something here. You don't know how long it's going to last. Push him to the moon. And give him all the opportunities because that guy becomes a world champion. If he becomes the UFC heavyweight champion, he's a star and you could do a lot with that guy. So yeah. you got to You got to make the run now. You have
1: to. Hey, listen, uh, um, to you, you, you're not, you're not looking at the MMA math here. Mike, uh, Derek Lewis beat Curtis Blades. And Tuivasa just beat Derek Lewis, hence Tuivasa would clearly beat Curtis Blades. So I don't know why you don't want to see that matchup. I think it's a very, I think it's, I think it's more compelling than you're than you're suggesting. I'm fine with seeing it, and I would not count out Duv- Tuivasa's chances. MMA math, it never fails. Um, uh, Tuivasa was gone. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll go back to Hayes III here for a second. He kind of lays it out. You know, he just says uh, the title picture at heavyweight is a bit weird right now. With Francis out for a bit, the cloud of Jones looming, I'd like for them to do Jones versus Stepe for interim title, and Ty or Gone could get the next title fight after that. However, if you ask me what I think will happen, I strongly suspect Ty's next fight will be for a belt of some sort, as Francis very well could leave the OC. Jones could be asking for more money than Dana wants to give or could get himself into trouble again. Yes. Uh, I still remember you saying uh, I would get a point if he fought for a belt. Ne- oh, okay, I shouldn't have to read that part. All right, Hayes, you stop stop point climbing, okay? Okay. Um, Arlosky versus Romanov and uh, Arlosky versus Sakai rematch were both uh, the most popular picks I saw for him. Uh, O'Neill versus Cavio, you mentioned that a bunch of times. People are into that. I saw O'Neal versus Tyler Santos, Mike. This came from Sam Hancock and Dustin Gedko. And Dustin Gedko, I know a lot of people don't want this because it looks like they're both, again, they're both kind of trending upwards. Dustin Gedko says, Time to humble this big mouth chick. Oh my goodness. Uh, Let's see if she is a striker still. And uh, Blanchfield would torch her as well. Wow. Wow. Dustin, bold Genko, proclamations there going in, in.
2: Proclamation. Kate. So because you don't like Casey O'Neill, you feel the UFC should just <laughs> throw in there with Tyler Santos, who by the way, could very well be fighting for the title in yes. her next fight against Valentina this Shevchenko. Is. There's a very strong possibility. That's the direction the UFC goes maybe in a co-main event or in a three title yeah. fight card throwing Shevchenko in there to fight Tyler Santos because there's nobody else there. Tyler's like, no, you know what? I'm 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 gonna forego the title shot and I'm gonna fight Casey O'Neal because I gotta humble, I gotta humble this big mouth. Listen, I think Casey O'Neal is doing the right thing right now. I she be, beating Roxy in the final fight and whatnot, like, yeah, it stinks. It was a bad position for her to be in, but she played it off perfectly. She played it off perfectly. And by the time if she keeps winning and she gets to Valentina, and she keeps this heel persona, and you guys feel the same way you feel about her, and you give her that Alex Hernandez treatment. It's a big fight. It's a big fight, and you will watch for the exact same
1: reason that you wanted to fight Tyler Santos right now. Uh listen, Dustin came at this with hate in his heart, Mike, and and I respect it. Uh, the other, uh, you know, if we're gonna, and the other side of it, all right. Stephen Breiter wants the, Casey O'Neill. There was a lot of uh, people suggesting Casey O'Neill versus some combination of Joanne Wood, Alexa Grasso, winner or loser. So Stephen Breiter was one of those people. He said O'Neal is the real deal and will fight for the title before the end of 2023. I think that's a pretty safe estimate before the end of next year. Yeah, I it's possible. Yeah, I hope they don't rush her, frankly. I mean, I hope she does go three and oh or four and oh this year, Um, but it's going to be hard because she's going to jump up real quick in the rankings. And at some point, Valentina, she just wants to stay busy and, and get fights I hope it's later rather than sooner, because I just want Casey Neal to really have time to develop. But honestly, you might see that by the end of this year. I don't want that. The UFC might not have a choice if Valentina wants to fight. Yeah, of I don't you, know. right? I don't think
2: so. Uh, uh, yeah, no. She goes up to 130. She'll fight Tyler Santos, and then she's going to go up to 135 and fight whoever wins the rematch between... Pena and Nunez. I hope so. I you hope so. You have to do
1: that. You have to. We. Don't, I don't. I don't know if that third Nunez fight ever happened. We keep. They keep talking about it, but I think Pena's, Pena's gonna beat Nunez in the
2: rematch, anyways. And then you just do. P- Pena called for it. So get. Let Pena try to get exact that revenge, and let yeah. Shevchenko try to get that second title. I mean, I Pena that, definitely.
1: Yeah. If Pena beats uh, Nunez again, if you're Valentino Shevchenko, you've got to go up there. I mean, it's just such a favor. It's just such a fight. You you've already won once, and is really favorite she would be like a three to one favorite as the challenger which is pretty messed up but yeah. i think that's and i might be wrong i might be underselling it if we're being honest For sure. she'd, be a, she'd be a huge favorite over juliana pena uh nunez would be a bit closer but uh, like we said yeah. we don't know if nunez can get past pena pena might have a number uh i don't know if you mentioned this mike what did you think of bobby green tony ferguson that was a
2: popular one i know okay. it was very highly suggested in the comments sure i've listened bobby green again kind of like tai Ivasa. You got to run him to the wheels fall off. I think you got to run him until the wheels fall off. He's very popular. He's super over. Let's go. Just if you want to throw him in there with Ferguson, fine. I'm okay with that. You want to give him Moicano, fine. Even the Connor idea, I'm not opposed to. It probably won't happen, but I'm not opposed to it. Like, give this guy a step up. I would love to see him in a main event in his next fight. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd, yes. I'd love to see him in a, in a headline spot.
1: Yeah, no, I love that matchup. Again, I it guess it's just really hard to predict what the UFC is going to do with Ferguson and what Ferguson wants to do. So um, that one's always tricky. And then uh, another really popular one was the uh, Matt the Wells-Matthews rebooking, uh, or as we call it in the MMA media, the Matthew Wells uh, rebooking. Shout outs to uh, Matt Wells of uh, MMA Junkie. It's a shame that one fell through because uh, we just really want to see that on screen. So, all right, sorry. Let me get back to a few individual picks here. I'll run through these. Uh, this, I think, was a perfect matchup for Oloski from, from Samus Law. Arlovsky versus versus Jose uh, de Delima, Blagoy Ivanov winner, uh, UFC two seventy four May seventh. It's a bit farther down the road, so if Arlowski wants to stay busy, I mean that's just he's gonna have to wait. But it just it'd be such a twenty twenty two orlovsky fight uh, for him to fight Ivanov or Delima. It's just this weird mucky fight. I'm into it. I'm I really
2: enjoy it. the way that, like, I hope every person on earth can once in their lives experience the way that. Andre Arlovsky opponents look at him when they step in the octagon with him because they're just mesmerized by him. Tanner Bozier was mesmerized by him. Jared Vandera is mesmerized by him. They're just like, wow. They hear Dreamweaver by Gary Wright in the background, like Wayne's World, like I said on the Twitter spaces. <laughs> like they look at this guy like he's like he's a hero. And the more to the, the more they book these kinds of fights, Arlovsky's gonna keep winning them because it's a real thing. Like it is a real thing. All these guys. Are falling into that trap. Because most of the heavyweights have been fans of the sport for so long. And they remember Orlovsky's early days. They remember him as UFC champion. And then they get the chance to step inside the octagon with him. And it's just like, wow. Like, that thing is real. And we're seeing it with every time Orlovsky fights. So, yeah. I mean, that would probably happen again here. But, yeah. Maybe throw him in there with the
1: the vet. And see. see. Mike, they remember his hair. They certainly remember his hair back in the day. My goodness. A magnificent the man had a magnificent mane. He had a few great hairstyles. Uh, so people, yeah, if, if, if for some reason you're not familiar with just how legendary Andrzej Orlovsky is, just Google Andrzej Lasky hair, and I'm sure uh, Google Images will, will, will provide. Uh, UFC should sign Fedor and make Arlovski versus Fedor uh, 2. Yes, uh, uh, shout-outs to Affliction. Uh, rematch from the Affliction days. The infamous Orlovsky uh, jumping right into a uh, Fedor punch. We'll never know what he was thinking there um uh i'll keep going here guys Uh, yeah keep the comments coming uh very much appreciated uh we also had from seamus law uh malcoon versus the alex pejeda bruno silva winner ah man if alex pejeda wins they're gonna fast track him to uh to a title so i just don't see it happening uh silva de Andraj versus adrian yanez and uh jeremiah wells versus phil Rowe. i like that one four corner sports ny uh, Brunson versus Hermanson. I know Mike mentioned this one. I do think that's one of the best possible matchups for Brunson. So I like that one. Um, Tuivasa versus John Jones for the interim title. I don't know how you guys feel about that one. Uh, Lewis versus Miocic. Again, it's just a fresh matchup we all want to see. And then O'Neill versus uh, Jessica I if she loses to Manon Fioro at UFC 272 on March at UFC MMA Newsnet likes Lawrence versus Randy Costa and Bobby Green versus uh, Diego Fajeda. You can file the Fajeda matchup under like a fight that I swear had been booked. Apparently, it never has. Um, I, I I I thought I assumed they had at least been booked and fell through, but uh, somehow they've never crossed paths.
2: Man, Lawrence Lawrence versus Costa. That's a tough one for Costa. That's a <laughs> real tough one for Costa. Yeah, they,
1: yeah, I think Randy Costa. I think um, obviously a super talented guy. Uh, And I think someone that the UFC, you know, would want to get behind in the future. Um, But uh, I do wish, I think they need to be a little more delicate with this matchmaking. Again, it's hard. It's 135. There's so many killers. I don't know how much you can protect someone. Um, But again, he's pretty, he's cost. How many fights is he? Like 10, 11? something like that yeah, yeah. He, came in, he
2: came in at 4-0 and yeah
1: and a very talented guy but uh, uh you know i i i wish they could find a way to sort of to sort of build him up properly but it's hard it, it is hard at 135 just you can bring in new people and those guys are killers i mean it's just such a strong division right now not just in the ufc but around the world so uh brayden o'neill uh Silva de Andraj versus paiva wells versus baeza grecian versus pracneau Derek Brunson versus Uriah hall Muniz winner. That fight's going down April 16th, Mike. It would be a rematch with Uriah Hall and, of course, a fresh matchup with uh, Muniz. uh Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Again, Hall would want to get that win back. And uh, Muniz wants someone higher above him in the rankings, which Brunson currently is. Regardless of, of if he beats uh, Uriah Hall, I think Brunson will still be ranked higher. So um, definitely one with uh, uh, contender thoughts. Thank you for that one, Braden O'Neill. Uh, Marcus McGee, I've given him plenty of love, but I will say Mike, he was an advocate for the Casey O'Neill, Jennifer Maya matchup. I know you think it's too soon, but I think we could see that this year, but I do think next yeah. is not, is probably not where
2: I'm not, ag- really. I'm not against the fight, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm with you to the point where we don't need to rush Casey too, too quickly. And that's one of those, that could be a trap fight for her. Although I would kind of favor Casey to win that fight, but that could be a trap fight based on the experience
1: levels between the two of them. Yes, definitely. De- again, that's it's just a it's a high it's a high reward fight. We shouldn't say it's a high risk low reward fight. That's a high risk high reward fight. But again, it is the sort of thing where even if she won, I don't think people should be trying to get her. Into the cage with Valentina Shevchenko anytime soon, and Mike, you've outlined why a part won't happen anyway. But I'm just worried that that they might be left without a choice. Uh, she's just gonna she's just gonna beat the right people and uh, end up there. By the way, I'm sorry. I want to read a comment from earlier, Mike. I don't know who said it. They said me versus you for the BMF title, uh, guys. That would be for the BFF title. And that's a title That's a title that we actually share together. It's a tag ne- team championship. And would, and would never fight over. Would never fight over. Uh, not to be confused with the BTL championship that I have with uh, Christian King. Shout out to Christian King out there. That's true. My BTL partner. We will team up soon on the show. Uh, the timing just hasn't been right. Uh, uh, he also, Blood Diamond versus Pete Rodriguez. Sure. Why not? Loser leaves t- Why not? Right? More Pete Rodriguez got thrown into a hell of a matchup with uh, Jack Della Medellina. On short notice. Uh good on you, Pete. I know it's an opportunity. You gotta take any opportunity you can to get into the OC. But uh that was a horrible matchup for Pe- Pete Rodriguez. Blood Diamond, probably a little more history. That's a great that is the
2: that's the exact matchup. Well that's done. The actual that's the actual pick right there.
1: Marcus McGahey, he don't miss. Guys, he don't miss. Uh Liam Perry, another of course of our favorites. Uh Lawrence versus Tony Kelly, uh DeAndre versus Castaneda. Again, a lot of people want that. And uh Wells versus Nico Price. And he just had this to say about Roxy, a really nice comment. Sad to see Roxy retire, but she's doing it for the right reasons. Many fighters don't listen to their bodies and carry on way past due. Roxy, for the 2022 UFC Hall of Fame, uh, for what she has done for women's MMA and the sport in general. Uh, I would love to see that. I don't know if that happens anytime soon, but she lives in Vegas. I think she has a good relationship with Dana White in the UFC. I could certainly see her being inducted sometime in the future. Uh, Maybe even 2022. I'm not sure what they're... Yeah, I don't think UFC has an official sort of policy where like, oh, you have to have been inactive sit for five years. I think they pretty much just play it by year, or so um, that would be very cool. So thank you, Liam Perry, for uh, for that suggestion. Um, only a few people on Twitter left. Uh, Barry O'Reilly, uh, Mike Barry O'Reilly wants to applaud you for how you handled his mic check last week. He 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 mic checked you on. He said you criticized Cott versus Sumitairji, and he he just the class and aplomb with which you handled these situations. He's just like, well well done. He's he's uh, he's proud. I think Barry O'Reilly is proud of you. He caught me That's on a good day. He you on a, you're lucky. You're, you're lucky. Uh, again, you know, uh, uh, South Carolina Mike is uh, is a different guy. I still – I don't know how many bodies there would be in the chat and, and in our DMs if uh, you if you had not left uh, the hellhole. That is New England. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> My wife's going back there today, actually. Oh,
1: I feel so sorry for her. God bless her. Uh, Jeremiah Wells versus uh, Kuromagomedov from Eagle FC. I was like, I don't know if we can match people up with like that. But I, I don't mind people going outside the box, but I don't know if uh, Kermakomedov is leaving Eagle FC anytime soon. Um, but again, maybe they have some working relationship uh, with the UFC in the near future. Uh, Silva de Andrade versus chito Vera 2. That would be pretty sick. I'm kind of into that. Uh, Arlovsky versus Chris Barnett. Win, loser, draw against Martin Boudet on uh, April 16th. What do you think of that? <laughs> No,
2: I don't like it. You don't like it? Why? No, and and, this, and listen, I, I said this about Chris Barnett after he beat John Vellante. You just throw him in there with, like, top 70 guys. Like, that's who you batch Chris Barnett. Because you just want to see him style and win, this guy's not going to fight for titles. He knows he's probably not going to fight for titles. And maybe someday, who knows? What a story that would be if freaking Chris Barnett fought for a UFC title. But we kind of saw what happens when he faces these bigger vet guys. doesn't really... That well,
1: yeah, the Rothwell. We saw fight, the yeah.
2: Rothwell fight. I know a short notice, but still, yeah. like, I, I feel like we would see a lot of that in those situations. But you just throw Barnett in there with like, you, you do the Joaquin Buckley build with Chris Bard with Chris Barnett. Where you just throw him in there with fun strikers, and to a point where we, we're just expecting a knockout. We are just expecting a KO. Those are the kinds of matchups you you book Chris Barnett. In. I like the I like the Boudet fight. I think that's one of those types of fights where. Someone's getting finished and we're going to see a Chris Barnett walk out and they better show the whole thing. And he dances all the way to the octagon and dances out of it. It's fun
1: stuff. I agree. Just to have him do fun stuff. And uh, if if he happens to uh, flip, flip uh, ass backwards into a uh, title fight someday, like Mark Hunt did once upon a time, then you book it, but you don't, yeah, you don't book fights for Chris Barnett thinking like, Oh, how does this get him to the top 20? Just get top top 10. It's like, nah, let's just, just let him, just let him kick ass and do crazy stuff. Um, And, uh, Barry, uh, Barry also, Barry Riley also says this suggestion. He says, Izzy moves to 205. Obviously not crazy. We just saw him, we saw him compete for the title. He has said he's not done chasing the light heavyweight championship. Uh, Barry Riley says, I know crazier things have happened, but he, let's say he beats Canoneer and he would beat Strickland as well. The only ones that might cause him problems are Hamza or Muniz, but they are a long way from a title shot. I don't know if Muniz is that far. Uh, so it would just hold the division. Up. Izzy moves up, vacates the title, Cannoneer fights the winner of Whitaker versus Strickland. Oh, we're making Cannoneer wait again. No, come on. Cannoneer would be, would be one half of that interim uh, title fight. If, if they, or vacant, vacant title fight, if they do something like that. I'd like the no. creativity, but
2: yeah, you, you can't do. Think. Yeah. What you do, like, yeah, you do. Cannoneer gets the title shot. You do Strickland versus a rock hold or something like that. Just throw Strickland in there with anybody, like give him one more fight. Whoever, if he wins, he's next. Andre Muniz is interesting because if he beats Uriah Hall, and wants to turn around relatively quickly, I think you th- give him the Derek Brunson fight. You give it to Muniz. Okay, because yeah, Brunson, yeah, I agree. A passing of the torch kind of yes. fight potentially. And if Muniz beats Derek Brunson and puts him and stops him, which he, there's a very good chance he would on um, if that fight ever it gets to the ground, then you gotta you got your next guy. And then we gotta remember Alex Pejetta too, because you know the OC is gonna try to do whatever they can to try to get that fight done before Izzy goes to 205.
1: So we'll see. Uh, Rashad John in the comments says Arrow Helwani versus Jed Mashu in a heel versus heel matchup. I, I mean, I really think that has to come to BTL someday. Uh, you know, fingers crossed we can make that happen. You know Jed Mashu wants all of that smoke. Uh, he's wanted a piece of Helwani for a long time. No, I, you know what, Mike, that's inaccurate. He doesn't want a piece of Helwani. He wants the whole damn thing. So, uh, whether, fun. whether that happens on your show, uh, perhaps, or perhaps some other piece of MMA fighting programming, uh, fingers crossed we make that happen. But, uh, I've seen a lot of people want to see something like that. So yeah, uh, a couple more from Twitter, Timmy O'Sho, I like his suggestion of Moikano versus Damir Ismagulov and our man in Denmark. So Jensen, our first time hearing from you, sir, in uh, 2022. So welcome back. Uh, uh, also likes Kyler Phillips versus Randy Costa. I didn't mention that before. I think, did I say, or did I say to De Silva? Deandre. Anyway. Colfax versus Randy Costa and uh, Ulberg versus Marcin Pracnio. Sure, uh, just a handful you can go through here, guys. We got I just got a few a few emails I want to read and a few. We're almost done here and a few Instagrams. Thank you everyone who has tuned in by the way to this live edition. Again, we're not going to do this all the time but for big shows uh, and of course Jake Paul fights. You probably will be seeing our lovely faces on a on a Sunday morning or a Sunday word time whatever wherever it is you are. Uh, Jay Donaghy coming in. <laughs> And uh, I just want to and he said O'Neill versus Blanchfield and called it Mike Hex Nightmare. You would hate that fight.
2: I, a lot no. of would. I wouldn't hate it. I would hate it right the second, but I wouldn't hate it like
1: ever. But not next. No, no, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, our pal Casey Carpenter. Uh, I wanted to read. I read it before the show, Mike. But I want people to know about this. They said, "Great work this week." Happy birthday to Mike. It was Mike's birthday on Saturday, and uh, he should do a shoe-y. Uh Mike. Pretty adamantly against it. I'm not a fan either, uh, Mike. I would not make you do that. But uh, people do an honorary. If you people, if you people imbibe, if you indulge in shoeys, please do one for for Mike uh, during the Super Bowl. Um, also to help him get over the fact that that New England, you know, didn't make this year. Um, they didn't have a great chance, but uh it would have been cool to see again so and uh, i'm sure they're they're not far away from it uh they also like arlovsky versus lewis i don't mind that that's fine it feels like it's time it's fine fine. it It, it feels like they've been dodging each other for too long it feels like it's time (laughs) it's yeah and uh joe young our last email he says you're melbourne matchmaker here i think it was joe who corrected me before and said like uh even though melbourne is the correct way to say it if you're not from you know if you don't have an australian accent you're not from australia like melbourne melbourne is or melbourne is perfectly acceptable mike what do you think of this one uh yet uh one of these names has a fight book but casey o'neill versus lauren murphy now joe says i know murphy is scheduled to fight misha tate win or lose i feel like she will not fight valentina uh yeah yes that's true yes obviously uh murphy has a decent name to give o'neill the rub rankings wise murphy would be a big step up in the rankings but I feel like betting-wise, O'Neal would be the favorite. So I do think, Mike, regardless of what happens with Misha Tate, we could see Lauren Murphy uh, be next in line for Casey O'Neal. Yeah, it's possible. But again, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea. I, I like the thinking there because, again, uh, Lauren Murphy it probably is not close to another title shot, but... Man, I just I I do think they they she's I don't think she's anywhere near retiring, uh, and I think they got to find creative ways to use her. So that so that might be the a way to do it. And let's close out with our Instagram. Gosh, our Wild Boys. Uh, these guys are. I don't I don't even know where to begin with these guys. Okay, uh, first let's start with a, with a newcomer, uh, Perth Sports Guy, and I'm gonna guys I'm gonna shout out his blog. I checked it. That doesn't seem anything offensive. So Perth Sports Guy, Perth. By the way, guys, obviously in Australia, P E R T H. PerthSportsGuy.WordPress.Com. So show the man some love. Give the man some clicks. Um, thank you for sending in. He didn't know how to. He's, he wasn't trying to send in uh, questions. It's it, well now you'll know from now on. Perth Sports Guy for listening. Uh, and if you've listened before, we say it at the end of every show. Uh, anyway, Bobby Green versus either McGregor or Diaz, winnable for all, and would be a straight boxing fest. The bill would be nuts. Green would be cheap. <laughs> UFC likes that. Relative unknown. So Nate and Connor would get paid. I would hope that. Uh, I would hope that Bobby Green would get paid as well uh naoya inouye bitch they said they changed their obscene username was this is still obscene okay <laughs> what was it what was it before maybe there was an f word in there i don't remember. oh god uh casey o'neill grasso Wood winner tied to avasa aspenal walk winner Hanata moikano drew dober ricky glenn winner all right i don't want to read out all these uh dad jackson always coming with some wild stuff also likes bobby green versus nate diaz and uh mike asks, could lewis win the title uh in the pfl could Derek Lewis yes I don't know who's in it this year it's I mean depends. I don't think right I apologize. Yeah, that's fine I don't think they've announced the roster yet for the 2022 season if I'm not mistaken um Verdum would presumably be in there he'd do well I, th- I think he'd make it at least to the finals he might win it who knows I'm trying to think Verdoom, um Bruno Capeloza I think he won right I think he's last yeah. year's champion yeah, he did well against a lot of these guys. There are quite ah, there are a lot of guys who could kind of muck things that kind of make fights ugly. But but I think Derek Lewis is better than those. That I'm giving him credit for. So, um, yeah, okay. oh, Noi bitch is watching live and just yelled me in this. Oh, I tried to change it. I'm sorry. Well, you just made me swear again, and I already did that earlier. yeah, so uh, you should feel terrible. Uh, Toon, Tune, Tune coming in with uh, Moicano versus Gillespie uh matt bradbury again also someone else trying to keep the wells versus means uh fight alive the matt wells matchup and i want to close out uh matt bradbury had a lot of other good picks he always does but i want to close out with oh sorry i should show some love sorry daniel markoulis a first-timer says wells versus matthews rebook it i already read uh, daniel Marculis. come oh, wait, on that, that was that oh you got that daniel markoulis doubling up yeah oh no Never oh getting. i'm sorry oh, okay is that was he a first timer for you as well no why would he send it to why would he send it to me also I don't know because
2: he wants maybe the guarantee. Should don't I do that. Him?
1: Should I block him? No, don't block him. We've already said his name. He we said his picture. Thank good. you, good. thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. I will remember now that you're a du- you're a doubling upper. All right, uh, let's then let's get to our pal uh, Michael Conifrey, who runs the wonderful Otno and MMA fighting memes uh, page. People, please follow that page, subscribe, like like it, like all the stuff on there. It's hilarious, uh, he had some great comments. Uh, they said I think first uh, Michael says I think Khabib's soul left his body and entered jeremiah wells i don't know what that means uh now that jed is a full-time member of mma fighting i think it's time he has his own show my idea jed and an outside guest have a chat uh on an upcoming fight card and it's called the asshole's guide to ufc 271 for example Uh, i sent the idea to jed he didn't seem against it (laughs) i think i told him i suppose it's a compliment uh jed's just laughed and said uh, i'm a truth teller so he didn't say no he didn't say no uh Malcun versus Adolfo veda and uh michael calls this dad bod versus chad bod ouch <laughs> uh still wants the quote-unquote gemini gemini man matchup between victor henry and kyler phillips i don't think they look that much alike and uh finally uh is there anybody that looks more like an actual boxer in the octagon than bobby green i don't think so he's earned a big fight Give him Michael Chandler. Sure, that was a pot. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. I love that. I love that. That yeah. make that happen. That would be one of maybe my number one, of maybe my if I my magic wand picks uh, other than fixing the heavyweight division, uh, the top of it. I love Bobby Green versus uh, Michael Chandler.
2: Yeah, I mean, it looks like the UFC is trying to do Chandler versus Ferguson. Maybe the loser of that fight gets Bobby Green. I'm fine with either of that. I mean, either of those
1: two guys. So sure. Uh, I see Wes S asking in the comments, where did we send the Otno pics?" picks? It's, well, it's funny. This is where we this is where we mentioned it. So Wes S and anyone watching who hasn't sent in pics before, you can hit me up, guys, on Instagram. Uh, DM, all my DMs are open on all my social media. Hit me up on Instagram at Alexander KK Lee, on Twitter at K Lee, just the one K on Twitter. Or please, or email me. my so guys, you can hit me on my work email, Alex.lee at sbnation.com. Hit me up on any of those. Mike, where can they reach you?
2: Uh, we can do Instagram, uh, M underscore heck J R. That's where you send the pics, And then we'll go from there. Twitter. You can find us. AK is very organized with that stuff. I just do the Instagram DMS and yeah. we appreciate everybody. So, and please try not to hit up both of us.
1: All right. Yeah, no, double uh, dipping. No, no, no. <laughs> no double Marcus, you don't see double spray- dip the chip. You don't do it. Marcus on Instagram. I see your spreadsheets in my DMS too. You're not fully you're not getting that one past me.
2: <laughs> 100%. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So live edition is coming to is has
2: ended. We'll Woo. be back live again, March 6th after UFC 272 headlined by Mazda versus Covington. But this show continues on, on the MMA fighting podcasting network because there is a UFC event next week. It is UFC Vegas 48. It was supposed to be headlined by Rafael de Sanjos versus Raphael Fiziev. That is now the co-main event of UFC 272. So the new main event is Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Then we got Kyle Dawkins versus Jamie Pickett. Jim Miller is back against Nicholas Mota. Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Parker Porter, Alan Bodeau. Jesse Strader, Chad and Ellinger. Chaz Skelly, Mark Striegel. Mario Batista, Khalid Taha. No, actually, I believe Taha's out of that fight. So, oh no. Maybe an opponent to be announced. Uh, Diana Belbita versus Gloria DePaula Jessica Rose Clark is back at Stephanie Egger, and a name that comes up very often on onto the next one is back for his second UFC fight in his normal weight class at 145 David Onama yes versus Gabriel Benitez Exciting. absolute banger good matchup on that uh, on that card so that's the card as of right now and we will see you next week and just an important lesson for our Otno fans old and new Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we'll have fun once again on the MMA Podcasting Network, talking UFC Vegas 48 right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl.
1: Go Bengals! Yes.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.